Good Sir Ruben, will there be an opening sketch for this episode? No. What? Why not? Because I'm depressed. There. There's your opening sketch, you demanding imaginary audience. I say. Welcome to the show. All right. Ruben here again. Because in order to complete my description of projects in the post-Matrix era of film, basically the the 2000s, essentially, would not be complete without touching on one of that era's most bafflingly fail-upward directors. Okay, he didn't really fail upward, but it's an amazing thing that he has a career. No, I'm not talking about Paul W.S. Anderson. Compared to this gentleman, his success makes sense. And I'm not talking about Lynn Wiseman, who certainly has his issues, but honestly, I've enjoyed, I enjoyed his Underworld films. I'm, of course, speaking of Kurt Wimmer. And oof, I don't know what Kurt Wimmer's problem was. I don't know if it was that he didn't have a franchise to build around a hot girlfriend like those other aforementioned directors. But Kurt Wimmer, Kurt Wimmer, let's talk about the films of Kurt Wimmer. First of all, Kurt Wimmer is primarily identified as a screenwriter. He has admittedly had a lot more success in this area, writing such things as The Thomas Crown Affair, which I've never seen, but I feel like I heard was supposed to be good. I could be 100% wrong. But he also wrote the movie Salt, which I don't know if you saw it, but it actually was fairly entertaining action pick with Angelina Jolie, which I saw recently. But that was also written by Kurt Wimmer. He also wrote Law Abiding Citizen, Street Kings. He, he's got, he's written over 20 films and TV shows, a couple of which are currently in pre production. Whatever. Oh, he also adapted Sphere. So if you like Sphere, you can thank Kurt Wimmer for that, I guess. More specifically, I want to talk about two films that Kurt Wimmer directed. The first of these is Equilibrium. Now, Equilibrium is a film you may have heard of. It has a surprisingly strong cult following. It is also a, it is also a typical favorite movie of people who didn't like, who didn't like the Matrix sequels for all the wrong reasons. As in, they were more there for the action than the philosophy. Equilibrium, if I had to describe Equilibrium, it's actually, well, it's actually not hard to describe Equilibrium. Equilibrium 
is a fucking ripoff of Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. Except for Ray Bradbury, it's in Ray Bradbury's thing is a whole statement on, on censorship and whatnot, and I'm not going to get into it. But the point is, is that in Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451, books have been outlawed, and reading is no more. So people, but some people do not want to give up books. They value books too highly. So the main character is essentially a fireman, except in the future, fireman's job is to find books and burn them publicly. In Equilibrium, Christian Bale plays this dude who works for the government, and his whole job is to go out and uh, arrest people for having emotions, because in Equilibrium, emotions have been made illegal. And that also includes anything that might inspire emotions. So his job is essentially to go out and check notes, burn art. Uh, yeah. So it's definitely... It's Fahrenheit 451. Like, the journey is almost exactly the same. Dude, ha dude is a very convinced law enforcement totalitarian law enforcement agent who goes out and destroys works of culture so that they can't corrupt the human race. And, however, at some point, he starts having emotions slash reading books and realizes that he no longer wants to be this totalitarian arm of the state. And it's the, it's the same, it's basically the same concept Except one of them is a convoluted metaphor for censorship. Well, not really com. You get the point. One of those is about censorship, and the other one's not really about any fucking thing. And that's Equilibrium. Equilibrium. <sighs> Equilibrium is really a film that is held together by one thing, and that's fucking Christian Bale being a fucking powerhouse of an actor. If you were. Watching Christian Bale discover emotions after being raised to be suppress emotions is genuinely compelling. And his performance pretty much carries the entire fucking movie. Because, like I said, it's a ripoff of Fahrenheit 451. And almost every other aspect of the film, if you think about it too hard, completely fucking falls apart. <sighs> also, it basically... It's clearly been directed and inspired by The Matrix. Like, literally, this is a movie made by someone who was like, oh my god, I wish I made The Matrix. Oh, people in black jackets killing each other? Oh, shit, I want to make that movie too. Because that's what it fucking is. Equilibrium is quite possibly one of the most blatant attempts to look like The Matrix. And the whole concept of the action in the film now to be fair equilibrium does not have the budget to do the crazy special effects of the matrix so kurt wimmer had to try his best to come up with something that would be a workaround for you know not having a shit ton of money to make the action look cool so he came up with something called gun katas now in karate and japanese martial arts Kata is a term uh, is, is a term for a training method called, uh, which basically translated means a imaginary fight. I mean, sorry, a real fight against imaginary opponents. 
that's what the word, that's what essentially what a kata is. And in this movie, it is explained to us that the law enforcement agents you do something called gun kata. And gun kata is essentially a kata that involves shooting guns at specifically pre-designated, pre-designated angles and holding your body at specific positions to make you less likely to be hit by bullets. And the thing is that that is complete nonsense thought of by someone who has clearly never been in a fight in their goddamn lives. And I doubt has ever been had people shooting at them. And it's just... Uh, none, none, of it make, none of it makes sense. Especially when, as someone who studied karate and, done, and has done katas, it is equally nonsense to me. Because here's the thing. A kata is a preset sequence of patterns. Because imaginary opponents can be wherever you want them to be. In real life, imaginary opponents are not going to be wherever you want them to be. Like, the, the, like the film specifically tells us that this gun kata thing increases their accuracy and, and, and kill ratio, which is nonsense. Because even if I were to believe the concept of the gun kata, then a large amount of their bullets that they fire from their guns would a lot of the time be going absolutely fucking nowhere or just into walls or through because the like it's it's like the slot it's gambling with bullets it doesn't make fucking sense for it looks cool but like from a logical standpoint it is total nonsense 100 percent absolute nonsense i'll give him i'll give my hat off to him for thinking of a way to make action scenes on a budget look cool but like the entire concept is bullshit to the point where it's just like no this is stupid <sighs> uh, uh, okay so kurt wimmer but the thing is there is still an audience, there is a cult following for Equilibrium, though. People, there are people in the world who are not sophisticated enough to realize that this movie is not that good. And in fairness, the movie is basically held up, once again I will say it, by Christian Bale, whose performance is, like, it draws you into the film. Everything outside of Christian Bale... Is, is convoluted and derivative. Der Christian Bale's performance is the only thing that makes the film worth watching. I mean, the action's okay. It's just dumb if you think about it. But Christian Bale's acting... Act, Christian Bale's performance is the only reason I could even think to recommend the film. It's just one of the most overrated sci-fi cult classics I've ever seen. It's hilariously overrated. But of course, we can't talk about Kurt Wimmer's post-Matrix work without discussing Ultraviolet, because, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ultraviolet might be the room of bad action movies. It, whoo, it gets fucking what? at numerous points. So, hold on. I have to take a drink. I'm, I almost, my rage at equilibrium has dried out my throat. So, ultraviolet. 
First of all, stars Mila Jovich of the Resident Evil fame. Also, side note, she actually first got famous in, I believe it was Fifth, I believe Fifth, I believe Fifth Element was technically the movie that made her famous. Um, where, wait, did she also have a relationship with Luke Besson? Damn. Crazy Mila Jovich. Crazy. Oh, uh, anyways. Mila Jovich is also in this movie. And maybe it'd be a better movie. <laughs> and, and thinking about the fact that I'm pretty sure she did Luke Besson and then uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, maybe this would have been a better movie if it was directed by someone she was sleeping with. Because both of those people make better movies than Kurt Wimmer, who made this movie that I'm talking about now, Ultraviolet, which is really only worth wasting your time on if you want to see an absolutely what-the-fuck action movie. Where you Like, you can make drinking games out of how bad this movie is. That's I don't know what the drinking game would play out like. I'd have to watch it again, which I don't really want to do. I also don't really drink anymore. So, uh, nah, where was I? Okay, so Ultraviolet stars Mila Jovich. Um, and I will say, I think Mila Jovich is a, is a serviceable actor. I saw the Resident Evil movies. I've seen Fifth Element. Um, I saw that a long, I don't really remember it, but a long time ago I saw that uh, Joan of Arc movie she did with Luc Besson. And you know what? She, she, I, I'm not saying she's the greatest actor in the world, but she can act. Although, if this was the first thing you ever saw her in, you would not know that. But I'll get to that in a minute. <clears throat> the concept of Ultraviolet is that it is once again taking place in a dystopian future where there was, after an out, a viral outbreak has uh, broken out in the population and turned um, lots of citizens into, wait for it, vampires. That's right, vampires. Or as the movie refers to them, hemophages. This is weird because, first of all, the virus is clearly, at numerous points in the film, shown to be airborne? Uh, oh, why else would everyone be walking around like it's 2020? Because, actually, that's the thing about this movie, is I will say this movie hits way different after 2020 because, literally, this is a movie from... Two Wait, when is this from? Hold on. Well, from 2006, this movie from 2006, where people are walking around with the exact same motherfucking face masks we spent all 2020 in. It's in this movie. <laughs> However, this doesn't really make sense. First of all, why doesn't everyone, why, if it can be spread by breathing on people, why does no one in this movie at any point get the virus? Also, if they're vampires, they clearly all have vampire teeth, by the way. Like, they clearly have the vampire teeth. It's going on in the film. Vampire teeth. But they never bite anyone. Not a single person gets bit by this fucking... Uh, by these fucking vampires, hemophages, at any point in the fucking movie. At, at no point. 
at no point does anyone get their blood sucked. It's, it's meaningless. It's me like if they're gonna. How is this about vampire? Like, why would you even? Why would you even give them the teeth? Just say the virus gave them super strength or something. It, it just gave them a super speed and strength to explain their their powers or whatever. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. The whole. I could lose my mind over this single point of the movie. But so anyways, Mila Jovich, the movie starts out, and Mila Jovich uh, comes in, and it looks like she's the state person, and she gets through the vampire test that they give you to make sure you're not one. She gets into the thing, and then the real person shows up, and she has to fight her way out. And her number one weapon is a katana, which is an interesting choice for a PG-13 movie. Because I will act, and this is going to sound weird, but this movie would have been marginally better if it was rated R. Not, not enough to make it good, but like some of the visuals would have benefited. Like the blood would have made sense considering how sterile they have deliberately made this future look. Like the buildings and the architectures, like there's a numerous points while I was watching the film where my brain was just like, man, this, this room has bad CGI, and then only to realize, oh wait, no, this is a fucking set that just looks uncanny. Like, the whole movie looks uncanny. Like, you, it almost, like, you watch it, and you're, is, and you're, at, at numerous points, it looks like a cartoon. When it's not. And I don't know how it's, it, it, it doesn't look good. There are parts that are definitely CGI, and you can tell, because those parts are terrible CGI. Whew. So, where was I? Okay, so, here's the other thing. In the story, the whole the whole idea of the story is that she uh, infiltrates this thing to steal some kind of weapon that the human corporations are going to use to wipe out the hemophage vampires. And she gets it and she brings it back to the vampire leader guy. Well, the I don't actually know what his level of hierarchy is. She brings it back. She brings it back to him, but she does the thing that you know a character says, "Hey, don't look in that." And of course, obviously the you wouldn't say don't look in it if they weren't going to look in it. So she fucking looks in it, and it's and she finds this little boy in it, who I know I've seen in something else. I, I just don't know what. Uh, but there's a little boy in it, and she takes it back to the vampire leaders. And the vampire leaders are like, oh, yeah, like, this that's not a kid. That's a bioweapon. He contains a DNA that's going to wipe out the vampires. Uh, and and so they're like, so we're going to fucking kill him. Uh, so he can't, so that they can't genocide us. But she's like, ah, oh, but it's still a fucking kid. I've got, and she has this moral dilemma where she's like, ah, oh, fuck this. I'm not gonna murder a child, even if that child was designed to carry a, a pathogen that would wipe out my species. Fuck that shit. I'm not killing a kid. So she kills all the vampires, and she's now she's on the run from the vampires and the govs. And by that I mean governments. And she's running, and there's this 
with this kid now. And, oh my god, it's a whole fucking thing. And, and basically the movie progresses, they're on the run, and there's a bunch of action scenes, and there's this one part where she tries to leave the kid, and the kid gets it. He's like, no, I understand. And he's going to run off, and as she's running off, she's like, no, I can't do it, and she runs back to get the kid. And, like, the, the feds literally have just finished shooting to death a kid who looks just like him for some reason, which doesn't make sense, because they would definitely want the child alive. Uh, um, but she runs in, she thinks it's him for a second, but then she spots him, and they get out of there, and, uh, and the whole time everyone's wearing masks, like, it's 2020, if 2020 took place inside a giant microchip, and so... And, and, and through all this, there's, there's a bunch of action scenes. And, like, at first, you're like, okay, this is cool. These don't look too bad. There's some nice ideas here. The way the enemy's armor is designed to shatter, uh, which doesn't really make sense if you think about it, but it's a cool visual. Um, lasts for all about one fight scene. And then after that, you realize almost immediately that the director of this film, that, like... And this technically actually happens in Equilibrium too. Except Equilibrium, there's some better fight scenes. But basically, the gun katas set it up so there are these action sequences where Christian Bale is like basically just in the center and shooting at things around him. Um, and and Ultraviolet is kind of the same thing, but with a sword. So Milojovich, almost all the action sequences revolve around Milojovic standing in one place with a sword and just like fucking murdering everyone around her. And it, like, it doesn't make sense from a fighting stamp. I mean, of course she has superpowers because she's a vampire, but like, first of all, it doesn't make sense from a fighting standpoint to do anything that way. Second of all, it looks cool once. After that, it's like, why is it always in a circle? Why are we doing this circle fight over and over? Some variation of this circle fight over and over again. Can you not... Like, the choreography... This was made in China, so the choreography is decent. But, like, it's clearly a choice the director is making for the cameras or something. And it's... It's dumb. Like, there's one kind of cool action scene that involves a thing with sunglasses but like honestly the whole sequence of it like is a cool idea that you can't help but feel like someone like the Wachowskis would have done better and uh, of course no discussion of how bad this film is cannot be touched on without bringing up the acting which is across the board terrible and weirder than anything else some of the actors are recognizable some of the actors were in equilibrium and those same actors clearly were acting better in equilibrium i don't know if it's because the movie was made in china and maybe there was some kind of language barrier involved in in something 
involving the takes they decided to use in editing or or or, or what it is but it is hands like every delivery feels almost disconnected from the physical acting it's almost at numerous points at numerous points i almost have to ask did they have to redub all the dialogue to this movie why does everyone talk like this what the fuck is happening because the acting is bad like flat ugly sterile the whole way through the film and it's everyone like i can't emphasize this enough there is not one single good performance in this film from people who are professionals i might add mila jovich is terrible in this movie the kid who i've definitely seen something else is terrible in this movie this the actor who plays the vampire doctor is fucking terrible in this movie and I know I've seen him in things where he was better than this movie. It's that fucking bad. It's mind-boggling. How bad all these people who you know should be able to act are fucking terrible right now. And that's, that's one of the mind-bogglingly terrible things about this movie. So... And this is a spoiler for the film. But if you're watching this movie for the story, then you're watching it for the wrong reasons. Because the only reason to watch this movie is to relish in its awfulness. And mind-bogglingly what-the-fuck-itness. The kid turns out to be a pathogenic virus. First of all, a clone who's going to die in a matter of hours no matter what anyone does so like saving him is meaningless her entire point of trying of connecting with this kid and trying to save him has no point he's going to die there's literally nothing you can do about it and then also well i mean that's not entirely true she does want to go she tries to find a cure for the kid she does try to get a cure from the company for the kid However, the twist at the end is that the virus isn't to kill the hemophages. The virus is designed for human targets because the evil corporation wants to gain even more power from treating a new disease because the hemophages have almost all died off. And it's like, it's not a terrible twist. There's not a terrible twist now that I think about it. But everything around this movie is just garbage. Just nonsense. Things that haven't been properly thought out. And now I would now I will I'll give the film this. If I saw this movie and the context of this movie was that it was a student film. If I thought for even a second this was a student film, because it kind of fucking looks like a student film. If, I, if this were a student film, I would have been impressed, and my review would have ended with, you know, the film's got some serious problems. But you know, from a film student, this show, it kind of shows a lot of promise for future things this director could make with a budget and experience. 
However, the thing is, Ultraviolet is Kurt Wimmer's third movie he directed. So he directed two movies before this, one of which I don't like, but is still definitely better than this movie in every single way. I, of course, mean Equilibrium, which is not a good movie, which in my opinion is overrated, but at least it has fucking killer performance from Christian Bale. And it actually, every other aspect of it, while incredibly mediocre and overrated, is still better than Ultraviolet. Not only that, but Kurt Wimmer was working in the film. The writing of the dialogue and story is also terrible, which is surprising because this is... Let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This is the ninth film written by him. The ninth. He... And I can say with... And I, I, I haven't seen all those movies. I've seen The Recruit and Equilibrium. And you know what? Not incredible films. But I will say, they are better written than this. Law Abiding Citizen, I saw that. It's better than this. Salt? Salt is a lot better than this. Actually, Salt with Angelina Jolie is a fun little spy film that I kind of recommend. Um, it keeps you on the edge. It, it takes you places. Salt is way, way, way better than this. Oh, he also wrote, he also wrote the screenplay for that Point Break remake. Make of that what you will. Never saw it myself. And Kurt Wimmer also is still a director. Kurt Wimmer in 2020 made a remake of Children of the Corn. Of course, I didn't hear anything about that, so maybe it didn't turn out that well. But he's still got a job because he's in a pre he's currently in pre-production to make something called Solara. Don't know what that'll be about, but it's mind-boggling that after Ultraviolet, he still has a career. It almost makes you think that maybe Ultraviolet wasn't really a real movie, but some kind of tax scam or money laundering deal. Maybe something with China. I don't know. Although, now that I'm... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I know, no. That's a terrible thought. Oh, man. I hope no one uses this podcast to suggest that this film is somehow foretelling COVID because <laughs> it was made in China. Oh, Jesus. Oh. I better stop there before I say anything wildly irresponsible and stupid. Uh, but yeah. Kurt Wimmer. Overall, Ultraviolet and Equilibrium make Lynn Wiseman and Paul W.S. Anderson look like avant-garde geniuses by comparison. And those guys are kind of just fun grindhouse motherfuckers. If you like what you've heard here, please recommend my podcast to people. Please uh, listen to other episodes. Like or subscribe or share or follow whatever they call it on wherever you're listening to this. If you're interested in reaching out to me, you can always leave me a message 
at anchor.fm where this podcast is hosted. All right. Thank you for listening. And if you're Kurt Wimmer, sorry I went so hard on you, man. But come on. What, what the fuck was that movie? Although if Kurt Wimmer is hearing this and Kurt Wimmer would like to come on my podcast and explain to me what the hell happened with Ultraviolet and why it is inexplicably the worst film in his resume, I would love to have that conversation and I promise not to be mean. A guy can dream, can he? <sighs>